yeah, usually how I like to start these, man, is just really with, with the individual's journey and how they get to, to where they're working on, you know, something that, you know, takes up the majority of their life, right? And it's like FinSuite is sort of your life right now, I think. I think it's something you're building that's uh, obviously going to have a really long lifespan. But I think it's always interesting to see how people get into to building their companies, man. And it's uh, you have an interesting one. You can go far as back as you want. I mean, if you want to go, you know, as far as back as like, the eBay times, I thought that was pretty funny, uh, the, the eBay stuff. Uh, but you can go further back if you, if you want, man, and kind of start into your journey, you know, for starting uh, FinSuite. I come from a sales background, and I'm glad you brought up eBay. That was a big part of my life where I literally sold anything that I could get my hands on through eBay. And then it got to a point where I went into college. I was doing other things on the side, and I kind of dropped eBay. As I was working, I was teaming up with this tech company and I was the director of sales. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there were a lot of issues with the website, with the app, with the sales dashboard that we had. And it was because of the development. So naturally, during this time, I got a lot more interested in how all of this stuff works. How does a website work? How does an app work? How does all this stuff fit together? And I learned a lot with that company. And when the company was no longer around, I needed some extra money. I, I wanted to start doing something right away, immediately. So I said, let me try this website stuff. Let me test it out, see how it, how it could fit with my work. And I started with WordPress. And mm. WordPress at that time was awesome for me. Yeah. I, I knew nothing about HTML, CSS, JavaScript, blank. <laughs> so being able to work with templates and plugins and like all this pre-made stuff was perfect for me. But very soon, I started to see the limitations of WordPress and how terrible some parts of WordPress are, <laughs> or now I can say a lot of parts of WordPress. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found Webflow, and I, I was searching for a better option when I was working on a big WordPress blog. Mm -hmm. And I said, this just, it can't be the way that this is done. There needs to be a better way to do this. And I found Webflow, I tried it out, and that day I was sold right away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm playing around with with. Webflow. And not only am I seeing my designs come to life right away, mm -hmm. but I'm actually starting to learn HTML and CSS and seeing how those things work together. When you're in the WordPress environment, you don't get to see that. Great point. You don't. Yeah. I mean, I was opening up Inspector and like writing a little bit of CSS to, mm -hmm. to override things in WordPress, but I didn't know how the core of the site was built. Right. And Webflow, within that first week, I was learning how websites were built. It was amazing. And I made that decision right away. FinSuite is never going to make another WordPress site again. We are 100% Webflow. It just made sense. I was sold on it right away. And I knew that this was the future of marketing sites and this was the future of FinSuite. So that's how I started with, with Webflow. And it's, it's interesting because you don't think, I personally don't think as, as Webflow as like a blogging platform, right? But their CMS, is super powerful, but it, it's sort of, I don't see many people actually using Webflow as like a blog platform, right? It's just, it's more building, whether it's like web apps or, you know, CMS does something else. It's not necessarily like blog content because when I, you know, started Cause Artist, it's, it was, I had the same avenue, right? It was like WordPress was kind of like, it just was the only thing out there that you could kind of build something, you know, big on, you know, pretty big on, right? And, uh, and yeah, it has its limitations for sure. And I was in the same boat, just searching for like, you know, there has to be something better at this point. I guess when, when you looked at the features that, that you liked about it, was there, 
something that stood out where the light the, the ball hit was it the easy access to css was it the, the cms was it just the visualization of the platform which me is like is a because i come from a designer background and like it kind of looks like photoshop right like you're in that you can kind of when you do something it, it works it appears right and that front end back end sort of merge of the platform to me is what i instantly loved about it is, did you find out the same way i think my favorite part was the learning aspect understanding how CSS actually works, understanding what position is. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming from WordPress, you could be working in WordPress for years and not understand the simple concept of CSS position. That's a huge, huge mm -hmm. thing that you have to understand to be really successful in the industry. And I understood that topic within the first week of using it. And I knew that that information was important. So I think the learning was really what, what made me go there and say, Everything else is great, but I'm actually learning real things by using this platform. Sometimes it can be tough to get people to believe in a new platform, right? Especially move over to a new platform that, you know, they're not familiar with maybe, um, and they just don't feel comfortable. So how was, you know, those, those first clients that you moved over, was that difficult? Was that, was that a hard sell for you to do? Um, or were they building products from scratch so you can they weren't on anything else right and you can just kind of build from scratch on webflow because moving something over to webflow is different than building from from scratch a little bit um was it difficult for those first you know few clients where you like you had i mean you come from a sales background so i guess it might not be that hard right <laughs> well it, it was a relatively easy switch for finsuite as a company because we were mm -hmm. still within six months of operation we had maybe five sites built in WordPress, there were no people working with me at the time. So making that switch internally was, it was very easy. We didn't have a big infrastructure. We were making WordPress sites for like three or $400. Right. The moving of those clients, we did this in a great way. I'm so happy that it, it happened like this. All of the WordPress sites that I had built in the past six months, I moved over to Webflow free of charge. That was my mm. training into Webflow. I took all these sites that I spent so long with templates and plugins and all this stuff, and I just built it exactly to spec, contacted the client, and I said, hey, you have a brand new website. It looks exactly the same. We have some animations here. We have a couple of upgrades, but it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. now going to move this from WordPress over to FinSuite server. You have free access to the server. It, it wasn't about the money. It was about that Webflow experience, getting these people over to Webflow. And nobody challenged it. I mean, I, I went to them and said, hey, this is free. I'm giving you an upgrade. Don't worry about it. Enjoy. So that was how we did it. Really easy. What's most impressive, I think, is sort of the growth of, of, of FinSuite, right? From, from, you know, year one to year two, year two to year three, and sort of so on. Were you surprised at that growth? I mean, or was it something that was expected? And, and do you think because the growth of sort of Webflow has been, you know, on the increase, that sort of that sort of helped FinSuite as well. I'm surprised by FinSuite's growth on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I'm still actively surprised. We mm -hmm. seem to be growing and growing and growing weekly basis, monthly basis. It just keeps happening. Part of that I can absolutely attribute to Webflow growth. There's more people going to webflow.com. There's more people hearing about it, understanding what it is. So naturally more people on the platform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's another side of it that my sales background has really helped in selling more people. Mm -hmm. When I first started, I was okay at selling websites. Now I'm a master at selling websites. I can sell anybody on any website. 
So getting better with that process helped us get more clients. Our portfolio got better and it, it was a very natural growth. I'm never here sitting thinking, how are we going to grow? What, are, what can we do to make this next step in growth? It's just happening. Mm -hmm. It's natural in our, in our growth. Which is very cool. Yeah, that's it's great, man. I think another uh, interesting decision, I, I guess, you really had to make kind of early on was when you had somebody or, or a company reach out to for acquisition, right? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's you know, for early on, were you expecting that at all? I mean, it was so early on that it, it seemed to be kind of come out the blue, right? Or, or I mean, yeah. was it expected? And and what was that decision process like to to turn it down? It's a it's an interesting one. I first to answer that first question, I did not expect that at all. Mm -hmm. FinSuite I see as a, a service business, and I I never see service based businesses as prime right. acquisition targets. You take away a couple of our key players, and FinSuite is now a different company. You take mm -hmm. away half of our team, and it's not FinSuite anymore. It's now you have the name, but a different workforce. When you have something like a product, that makes much more sense to acquire. So when I got that offer, it was very surprising. I was very excited and I wanted to take it, not because of the money, but because I thought it was so cool that somebody wanted to buy something that I've been doing for just four years. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned having a service, having a service you know, company rather than like a product company. It makes kind of more sense to buy a product company. Would you see that in the future of FinSuite, this sort of building product-based services to where you could have that, whether it's reoccurring revenue model or you know something else, because you're doing, or you're already doing tons of content, doing the freemium model right now, giving it all away, right? Like the, the YouTube stuff is amazing. Everything on the site, I mean, you're giving away tons of knowledge, right? Education is is paramount, I think, in in all this, man. For for you know, developers coming up or designers or marketers, I mean education, free education is like, that's a game changer, right? So it, it, it's probably important that you don't sort of charge for that, right? Just from a humanity perspective, it's really good to have free education for the world, right? That's really important. Um, but do yeah. you see down the line building out actual FinSuite product where you're not just relying on clients, right? Absolutely. And we're doing this actively right now. We have several apps that are being built as we speak. Nice. And now actually we've we've kind of grown into a mini team of people that are just building products for us. They're not working on mm. any client work. They have nothing to do with anything. They are straight JavaScript developers, backend developers, and they, they have a different skill set than the rest of the people at FinSuite. Are you we're building these products? Do you are you able to divulge you don't have to say what you are, but like an idea of what what it maybe it's around? Sure. We are doing a few things with Airtable. Okay. There's two different products on Airtable, uh, linking to CMS with Airtable, and then also using Airtable outside of Webflow CMS as a as a way to display information on your site. You have a background of, I mean, I guess you learned it, right? So, you, you know, CSS, JavaScript, you kind of learn that stuff on your own. And now we're kind of going into this no-code era, right? It, it could be said like that, but, you know, it, it's it's... It's not really no code, but it's just a good term that I think it's it's just everybody's jumping on. But when you, if you have a, you know, maybe like a a a, a young nephew something or like a cousin who's like seventeen, right? Like, what would you tell them to learn? You know, right now because there's, I mean, there's so many tools out there, right? Back, you know, a decade ago, you would just probably say WordPress, right? But now it's, I mean, there's just a plethora of, of tools out there. Is there a certain three or four tools that you would say, hey, go learn this and, you know, 
you will be positioned very well, you know, going forward. Webflow definitely mm -hmm. is the tool to use to learn HTML and CSS. Okay. If you're looking to build websites, I don't recommend courses or opening up a text editor and, and trying to figure out how to hand code a website. I think you can go right into Webflow and learn what you need to learn to start being successful in the industry. I also think it's very important to have a baseline knowledge of JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Under, you don't have to write JavaScript. You have to understand what JavaScript can do and what it can't do. If somebody asks you how JavaScript works or if something is possible in JavaScript, you should be able to answer yes or no, you can do that, but you don't have to know how to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think yeah. it, it, I kind of, I'm in that same boat. Like I, uh, I always equate it to, I can look at Spanish, right? And understand it, but I can't write it from scratch. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, I kind of look at it as foreign languages where you can kind of, you can look at something, understand it, right? And just edit it to what you want to do. But I know I will never be able to write JavaScript from scratch, right? That, yeah. that, but I think your point is, is I think what next generation can hopefully do is just like, just understand how it works. And then you could be able to edit all these code snippets out there, right? To how, what you wanted to do, right? I think that's, that's what the, the great thing is, is that there's so many products and, and developers out there just building all these, these snippets and tools to where you don't necessarily have to learn it. You just have to understand it. And then you can build a ton of stuff, right? Yep. And I'll give you a real use case of how this is actually working for us. Okay. I don't write JavaScript. I can't. I'm at the, I'm at the jQuery, edit mm -hmm. code, read it and understand it level. And I'm happy to be at that level. I'm not looking to advance. Where my real power comes from with JavaScript is understanding all of its limitations, how it works with Webflow, and how to communicate with the people who can write the JavaScript. It's very often that you're in a Webflow site and you don't know how to explain what you need. So if you mm -hmm. go to a JavaScript developer and ask for that thing, they're not going to know how to help you because you're not explaining yourself correctly. All the apps that we're building, the CMS library, Lottie Flow, all these things that we've released, I was the one that planned the core logic for that. Mm. This is how it should work. This is how this works with this and explaining everything. And then the pros of JavaScript go ahead and implement that. So just knowing it, Mm -hmm. has given FinSuite maybe the most valuable boost in, in growth out of any other thing that we're doing. It's this knowledge of JavaScript, not writing it. Right. So right. it's actually working for us. Um, and then I'll go, I, I answered Webflow for learning HTML and CSS, JavaScript for you know understanding how a lot of this stuff works in the background. And then I really think it's valuable to learn tools like Airtable and Zapier. Mm. Understanding how those work, understanding that Zapier is essentially using variables to pass information from platform to platform, understanding that Airtable is how a database works is super valuable. And if you can get all three of those skills together, you can start being successful very quickly. How far is the, because you perked my interest when you said Airtable and, and sort of the Webflow product, what's... I guess how, how, I mean, again, you don't have to go into all of it, but is that, would you say that's a 2020 release? Would you say that's maybe 2021? Yeah, we're, we're making, 
two different Airtable products. One of them should be ready within a few weeks. Uh, and one of them should be ready in about six months or so. That's a pretty serious one enterprise level product. Nice, nice. We've kind of talked a lot about the best of Webflow, right? And, and why we love it. Is there things you wanted to do that it, it's not capable of sort of doing yet? And, and sort of the, the roadmap for, for them, I think, is interesting because I think, like you said, just as, as FinSuite seeing this massive growth week over week, I imagine they're seeing the same thing, right? So they're probably getting all these these product updates that everybody wants. Is there something specific that you think that would really, really just make it an even better platform by by this one sort of uh, update or upgrade for, for a service within it? Yes, it's the most general core thing would be access for developers to work with the platform. Mm. And I know, I know they have the CMS API, it's powerful, it's good, it can do a lot of things, but it doesn't even touch Right. all the possibilities that are there. Imagine if there was a designer API or an editor API or, you know, any, any type of interface, any type of API that lets us connect further into the Webflow platform would allow us to do so many more things. Essentially Something like a developer Shop marketplace. Yeah. But like, like that. Shopify's sort of app store, right? It's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what, you know, for, for all the flaws of WordPress, I think that's what the power of WordPress was, right? Is that you, the app store was unbelievable, right? I mean, even for good or bad, right? Or however you want to talk about it, it the, the options were, were there, right? To sort of grab a plugin that it did what you wanted it to do and you can customize it, right? And there's some, so I think maybe that that's how they're coming from it. Maybe thinking about it is that if we open it up, do we want to be a WordPress, right? And open up all those issues maybe with third-party plugins and things like that, but. Of course, of course. And I do think that they will do it at some point and yeah. they have to do it carefully. They can't just release it to anybody. They have to release it to sure. select vendors, people that know what they're talking about. You can't just, WordPress is just, it's a, it's crazy. I mean, anybody can make a plugin and go and release it. it it's like the Android app store where yeah. I think they yeah. can make something like the Apple app store where you, you have much more uh, stringent requirements and maybe they just open it up to like the official Webflow partners, right? First, right? It's like, yeah. hey, yeah. we're going to take our, our, our five or to, to 10 sort of official partners and open this up to them, see what's possible. But I think building sort of the, you know, the Apple app store, I think Webflow has the potential to do that, right? Where there's sort of high-end apps where it's, it's not necessarily, not just anybody can do it. Everything has to get approved, you know, go through these stages. I think, man, if, if that happens... That's a, uh, I mean, that's an incredible platform that I, I don't know if there would be anything, anything like it, but I, I've always looked at the integrations in Webflow and it does seem limited, right? It, it's a bit limited, like just having a simple MailChimp one, right? Instead of having to do all these little things to, to hook it up, I thought that these are small things that, that probably, you know, can be not fixed quickly or easily. That's always a bad, a bad term to use, but something I think that, a lot of people would would appreciate and use it and perhaps even buy right like i would probably pay five bucks a month for a mailchimp plugin or something like that through webflow or whatever right start to monetize that app store a little bit like that so sure. um, so yeah that that would be that would be tremendous has there been any headway on it like from the forums or anything that you talked with that it's, it's kind of maybe on its way yeah I've, I've heard a few times from a few different people that it's in progress they're thinking about it they're working on it it's something that will come in the future, which is which is good. And I, I'd like to bring back what I said earlier about JavaScript knowledge, mm -hmm. that 
Webflow's lack of this plugin marketplace makes the JavaScript knowledge even more valuable. If you're on mm -hmm. WordPress and you need a map, you go and find a plugin, you click it, and you have your map. You don't have to think anything about it. Right. With Webflow, you have to know, well, how is this map being served? How does the JavaScript work? Mm -hmm. Is it possible in Webflow? Are we going to have any security problems? These types of things make you start thinking and knowing that JavaScript knowledge will allow you to implement any plugin that you want. Do you think the fact that there are so many really, really good products being built, like I think the membership feature is a big one that everybody wants, right? But I mean, member stack is just so awesome that they might, they might be like, well, there's already awesome products out there. Let's just you know, build like an official plugin, maybe, you know, charge a monthly fee for it or whatever, rather than building an internal membership, you know, Webflow ecosystem. Do you think maybe that's a that's a thought process they might have? They may do that, but I, I don't think they're going to do anything like that. I mm -hmm. think they're building their own membership part yep. of Webflow. I think they can charge for that easy. If they have a membership <laughs> option, people are going to pay for that and they'll pay more than they're paying for member stack to have it natively in Webflow. 100%. It likely is not going to have all the features that member stack has right now, but it will at some point. And yeah, they can make a lot of money releasing these big core features like this. So I think they're going to to do stuff like that for sure. So the last last question I'll, I'll, I'll end on is, is kind of back to the services side and the client side of things. What are you seeing are some of the big you know, questions or things that clients are wanting to solve for? Is there, is there a similarity when clients come to you wanting to build um, similar things for, for their company? I mean, obviously every client is different in, in some aspects, but do you see maybe like a, a core sort of uh, service or an idea of what, hey, we want our website to do this, right? Is there stuff? Because I think what interesting what you guys are building is sort of like, you know, smaller clients, mid-level businesses, but also big, you know, enterprise clients and things like that, right? Like, so there are going to be some differences there. But what is, what is sort of the, the client world right now telling you? The most frequently requested fix or feature or thing that they want, it's the same for small companies as it is for big companies. And it's better control of the website. We see it all the time where a company has a website that they can't really manage the way they want to manage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's developer owned and it requires a developer to edit it. Right. Maybe the marketing team owns it, but they don't have the expertise to make the changes they want to make. And people come to us and say, we heard Webflow can allow us to edit our site ourselves." Mm -hmm. Great. So what I say is, I hear this all the time. I know exactly what your problem is, and I'm going to tell you how we will fix that problem. I explain editor. Sometimes I'll do a little walkthrough. Yep. Um, I'll explain how simple it is and how we will set you up to manage the site on your own. And we actually do this. We have a client-first CSS naming system mm. that when we build your site, we're going to onboard you to the site, and we're going to show you how it works. We're going to use CSS naming conventions that make sense to you, not make sense to the developer world, that right. make sense to you. We're going to have a components library for you. We're going to show you all your colors. We're going to look at symbols and we'll onboard this client for everything they need to know about Webflow. And we'll, we'll tell them you're not going to be an expert, but we're going to give you the tools to add a new page, to work with your template system, to look at any page in the build and understand what's going on through the CSS naming convention. And when people hear that, they go crazy. They're like, you're telling me that we can 
we can actually build new pages ourselves on the website. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your life is going to change with Webflow and we're yeah. going to help you use Webflow. So that's, that's what everybody says. It, it could be a tiny project, mom and pop shop, local business. It could be a giant corporation publicly listed. They're saying the same type of thing. We need more access. Unbelievable. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Again, I think I think it's been incredible to to just you know watch what you've done over the last last year, man. Ever since I got you know introduced to to FinSuite and 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 even Webflow, I, it's funny. I kind of got introduced to both both of them at the same time, and uh, it's uh, it's been just amazing, man. I, I think also for the importance of, of just like the next generation of of people you know, coming into the design or, or development world, I think, you know, Webflow and all these other tools that, that are out there, I just think it it really lowers the level to entry for people because I think sometimes, you know, oh, I have to learn JavaScript or like Node. And it's just like, that's something that people's, so people's mind just can't do it, right? It's just like, they learn differently. And I think, you know, all the tools coming out now and, and, and Webflow being sort of visually first, I just think it's going to, it's going to open up a, a new wave of, of sort of creators that is going to be amazing, man, for the community and just for like jobs. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be able to to build, you know, really, you know, small companies, man, where they can just do this for their living, which is which is powerful. So thanks for all all the content, man, that you're putting out in the team, and it's just uh, it's been it's been awesome to watch the journey and, and best of luck. And for the rest of this year, obviously, it's it's a, hopefully a blip this year, and best of luck in in. 2021, man. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate that. Great talking.